0: Welcome to Trail the 100, where we share our ultra-running journey.
1: This is a place for you if you're looking to run an ultra-race for the first time.
0: Join us on our journey as we fail, succeed,
1: learn, grow, laugh, love, and get really, really dirty.
0: Let's get to work. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jacob Bateman. and. Yay! I am joined, that lovely voice, is my wife, Melody Bateman, and we're back, everyone. We didn't Hello. die after the 100-miler. The 100
1: did not kill us. In case you were in wondering. In fact, we're still running.
0: Yes, we are. So, kind of. <laughs> Melody, I mean, we wanted to talk and kind of update everybody about what's been going on um, and how recovery for your first 100-miler Um, has been if you're just tuning in for the first time uh, in season one we documented our whole experience of training for our first 100 miler and then running our first 100 miler Um, and so we we would definitely encourage you go take a listen to those episodes but this one we're going to talk about recovery after our first big ultra
1: yep and in this podcast we're going to continue to talk about our running journey and share the things that we learned so recovery Jacob, how did you feel right after the 100-mile race?
0: Oh, terrible.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: But actually not as terrible as I thought I would feel. Because
1: our training was good. I I have a lot of confidence in our training. I think we did a really good job. We were in a lot of pain. Probably the most pa- – I, I don't think I can even say the most pain I've ever been in my life. I definitely have had more painful experiences. Um, but we're in a lot of pain, but it didn't take too long to recover. One thing that I wanted to mention was, um, another runner friend of mine said that her rule of thumb after a really big race is for every mile she runs is one day she takes of recovery. And that totally depends on kind of your level of experience. Um, everybody's body's different your nutrition plays a big role in it. It kind of depends on how you recover, but I feel like general rule of thumb, that's, I feel like that's really good, especially planning on your first ultra or one of your first ultras. I think that's a good rule of thumb for recovery. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense to me, um, because I feel like it was about, Oh, three to four months until I started to feel more normal after the hundred miler. I was
1: about the same, about three months.
0: And that would put you in the hundred day range. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three months is roughly you're in the nineties probably. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's really hard to explain like at, you know, after, you know, one week I thought that I was normal, but then I would go run and my body was like, whew, you're not ready for this melody. Um, And it felt like that for a long time. Like, you know, it just felt heavy, uh, really sluggish, you know, like after a really hard run, like you do your long run on Saturday. Then on Sunday, you just kind of feel wiped out. Like it really was like that for three months.
0: So yeah, right there with (laughs) you. I mean, uh, and I took, honestly, I took the winter off, uh, pretty, uh, i i I went pretty easy i mean i i do little runs here and there and i remember doing a couple 10 milers over the winter but i really took it easy and now i'm finally here it is august we ran almost a year almost a year wow uh because it would have been labor day weekend when we did it last year so it's been almost a year man
1: we're a little late getting this podcast (laughs) going again (laughs) we've been busy
0: and uh you know, and I'm finally starting to ramp up again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have uh, running this year has been really, really tough. Um, Before we jump into what we're doing right now, I just wanted to say a couple more things on recovery. So take a day off for every mile that you run Um, at body smart. We like to tell our athletes to recover hard. So by that we mean take recovery really, really seriously. Um, but also, don't just do nothing. So recovery doesn't mean like eating potato chips and watching TV all day every day, as nice as that sounds. I mean, after a 100-mile race or your first ultra, give yourself a couple of those days, but then get back up and keep moving. The best thing you can do for recovery is is to move. You just don't want to move super hard. So go on walks, go on hikes, go on really slow, easy runs. Don't worry about the high intensity stuff. Just get your body moving. Um, Get that lactate out of there. Um, And also focus on your sleep. You're going to need more sleep than usual for a little bit. And focus on your nutrition. Make sure you're eating fruits, veggies, stay away from, uh, you know, high processed foods, stay away from um, processed sugars, right? Um, and, and stay away from, uh, I'm a big fan of like, not necessarily a keto diet, but a less carby diet. Um, I feel like don't eliminate all carbs, but by eating like fewer carbs than you usually do, that's gonna help decrease the inflammation and help with your recovery as well. So just a few things to keep in mind. Um, When you're recovering from a hard effort or your first ultra race.
0: What was one thing that was unexpected in your recovery?
1: The very first thing that pops up when I think about my recovery is my hips. My hips hurt so stinking bad. And for a little bit after the run every time I went out to run, the best way I can describe it is it felt like my hips just weren't stable. Like they were just going to, like my hips were going to fall off. Like my leg was just going to pop right out of my hip socket. It was the weirdest feeling ever. Um, and there was one run actually right after the race where I went not super hard, but harder than I should. And, um, it really hurt my left hip and that kind of put my recovery back for a couple of months. I had to really take care of that. So don't don't go really hard and don't risk like injuring yourself and keeping yourself out longer than you need to be out. So that was kind of the thing for me was just how bad my hips hurt. And honestly, they just needed time. Um, and I'm doing a lot more. Well, I'm not doing a lot of strength training. I should be doing more strength training now to uh, prevent that from happening in the future.
0: You know, I'm trying to think about unexpected recovery, and all I can think about is, I don't know if it was just me getting in a rut afterwards because now we were kind of depressed. Afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I slept a lot because, um, I just you know running a hundred miles had been the big goal, and after I, mean, I
1: like r- now what?
0: Yeah, after I ran a hundred miles, I I didn't have that goal anymore and so then like i didn't have the motivation to get out of bed in the morning to go running because i'm like i ran 100 miles been there done that (laughs) you (laughs) know and uh, like what am i working towards you know and so we
1: didn't want to be like 150 miles 200 like we kind of feel like we hit the big dog with the 100 and um yeah we just didn't really feel a desire to try to run more miles than that at least not yet
0: Okay, so then here's one more question, just following up on the 100 for you, Mel. We ran it together because it was a self supported race, right? Uh-huh. And we were in the mountains and we didn't want to just b- leave each other. And, you know, we needed to stay together to help the family out who was helping with, with us with aid stations, you know, just making it easier on everyone, right? Right. Um, would you ever recommend to anyone running? a ultra or any kind of race <laughs> with someone else
1: and under what circumstances Um, I would recommend it yes and no depending on a lot of things so there's a lot of pros and cons I feel like running together was the best idea for me and you since there were there's no medical crew there was no I just forgot the term the, the guy the sweeper you pacers. know yeah, yeah there's like no pacers the there's not Reaper. a sweeper like Um, if something like we needed, there's some funny noises in here and Jacob is (laughs) making weird faces at them. Anyways, we're at body smart in our recording studio right now. Um, on a Sunday, no one's here and it's a little bit creepy, but anyways, uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Pros and cons are running together. So It was smart for us to run together. It was safe for us to run together. And we made the decision to run together after we did a self-supported 50 and Jacob got really bad heat exhaustion. And we realized if I wasn't next to Jacob, when that happened, he would have been in big trouble. And we just didn't want something like that to happen. So in that case, it was really smart to run together. This is what was hard though, is we had to stick to with each other and we're only as strong as the weakest person. In this duo right so when i wanted to run good but jacob wasn't feeling good i had to slow down and vice versa also if i wanted to spend a longer time at an aid station but jacob was ready to go he had to wait for me and vice versa so it took us a lot longer to finish the race than it would have if we ran on our own Mm -hmm. so my recommendation would be if you ever do a self-supported ultra run it next to somebody um but in an actual race where you're trying to see um you know how good you can do if you're trying to get a PR if you're trying to get a good time run on your own if it's your first ultra and it helps you to be next to someone the whole time run it together and just finish it um but if you're going for time it's easier to run on your own and then it's also easier to run on your own because you don't have to like help lift up the other person when they're struggling it's really hard to try to lift someone up when they're struggling when you're struggling a yeah, lot too yeah
0: the negativity can compound yeah. <laughs> when you're both and then when struggling, you're both struggling well, it's like well shoot we're both struggling maybe we should quit
1: like the one time when me and you just lay down on the dirt we both were done and we I was like let's lay down and you were like okay let's you know yeah so You're definitely pros and cons swayed. yeah yeah
0: especially yeah yeah somebody's there so
1: yeah there yeah. is jacob actually just taught a class on um finding a running buddy there is a link or there's a video on our instagram body smart pt where jacob and mm-hmm. i kind of go into that a little bit more if you want to check that out
0: well, we should share that on trailer 100 we too. should we will so be up on we'll 100. It on our instagram page if you haven't liked us make sure you go like us we are back on it we're sharing our thoughts and uh, yes adventures and we're even going to bring on uh some people to interview on this podcast because we want to make this about beginner ultra runners Um, so we want to bring on some other ultra runners some other what you could call average joes that just decided that they had big dreams and wanted to you know, do an ultra and we yeah. want to hear about their experiences when they first got into it, how they trained, what they do differently, their nutrition. You know, we want to know, especially for all you guys that I've been asking yourself, can I really do an ultra? Our an- yes, you can. Yeah, that's our answer. And so we want to get other people on here. Um, so if you do, if you would like to share your experiences, contact us on our Instagram or on our Facebook page, Trail to 100.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is one big reason, at least to me, why we wanted to do this podcast is to help people realize that they can do anything that they set their mind to. This is something Jacob and I were arguing about before we started this podcast. I've always said this. I think that anybody in the world right now could run 100 miles tomorrow if they had the right mindset, if they had the mental toughness to do it. I believe that with all my heart, but Jacob disagrees
0: you think anyone in the world could
1: I know it, it seems ridiculous but Oh
0: okay, uh, yeah but if they had a the right mindset individual who hasn't worked out in years would they be able to run 100 miles tomorrow without killing themselves
1: They would they'd be in a lot of pain and they would probably have to adapt a lot maybe they would have to have people help carry them, maybe they would have well, to do a little bit of that. it. If and someone's yes, carrying it is, you, but you still you're do not it.
0: running a hundred miles.
1: But you still do it. You can do it with adaptations. Like you can do it with help.
0: Okay, with yeah, with help mm-hmm. and
1: it's just, like, like I believe anybody could run a marathon. And then someone always brings up, well, what about somebody who doesn't have any legs? Okay, they couldn't technically run a marathon, but they could adapt, and they could run a marathon in the best way they know how. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, yeah, to do the equivalent.
1: Yeah, yeah. In
0: their manner, but they're not, like... They're not running a marathon. I wouldn't advise
1: though. a 400-pound person to go run 100 miles. I wouldn't advise a very fit person who runs half marathons mm-hmm. to go run 100 miles the next day. That's a dumb – I mean, it's a dumb idea. I'm just saying that if they had the mental toughness and the mindset, they could do it. The mind is so powerful.
0: Yeah, I, and I believe you. The mind is so powerful, but I'm just a literal guy. And so, you know, if you say go run 100 miles, that means that means – your two feet are moving you for a hundred miles. Um, so anyways, but I do believe the mind is so powerful. And and uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm still wondering if I'm ready for this. I'm going to run a marathon next Saturday.
1: With 8,000 feet of climbing. 8,000
0: feet of climbing. Um, and there's not really aid stations. You totally self They'll have a couple water stops and everything is, you know, food and everything is all self-supported. And uh, ooh, I just uh, it, <laughs> it hurts me to think about that. Yeah, uh, we're not
1: quite in our like hundred mile no, peak no, no. state right now.
0: No, I've just ran like the lo- furthest I've run since the hundred miler has been a half marathon.
1: Well, let's let's talk about like what what we're training for and where we're at on yeah. training right now
0: so we're training we're gonna we signed up for a 50 mile race in november the
1: dead horse 50 we
0: live here in utah and um dead horse state park is down by moab utah arches national park area so beautiful area and uh yeah we've signed up for the dead horse 50 mile race so The
1: reason we picked it is because it's a lot less climbing than what we're used to. It's only 4,000 feet of climbing in 50 miles. So to kind of put that into perspective, we ran 12 miles this weekend with 2,000 feet of climbing. And that was in 12 miles. So it's a lot flatter than we're used to. Um, so we're going to have to train a little bit different. We're training our bodies to be able to run for a longer period of time versus speed hike up a mountain and then run down a mountain. You know, we don't get as many like hiking up the mountain breaks as we're used to. So we're doing a lot more flat runs. We're not peaking as many mountains. Um, And the cutoff time is 12 hours, which seems really scary for us. Our very first 50 was 16 hours. We it was fourteen well, we hours.
0: We in just under fifteen hours.
1: Just under, f- oh yeah, I don't know was why It was fourteen hours and
0: forty-five minutes. Yeah, but we ran that one together too.
1: Yeah, we ran it together. Plus, there's a lot more climbing. Um, but anyways, we feel like it's gonna stretch us um, to try to get the cutoff time for dead horse. So that's why we're training for that. So talk about what you've done with your training this year, babe.
0: Uh so well, we ran the. Uh, <laughs> the Goggins four by four by 48 challenge oh
1: yeah that was was fun
0: running four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight so it was 48 miles in two days in 48 hours essentially um so yeah that that was that was painful
1: yeah that was when we
0: did that had Um, some
1: sketchy times of running at one o'clock in the morning yeah car slowing down and looking at us like what the heck are these crazy yeah i think we were sketching the cars out probably (laughs) i just sketched out if i saw runners at one in the morning yeah
0: they're running down the road with headlights at one in the morning it'd be like who they running from right (laughs) um anyway so we uh we did that and we didn't train for that and for the first time in my life i experienced plantar fasciitis um but luckily i'm feeling pretty recovered from that thanks to body smart and all they did to help me. Oh yeah. And uh but that goes to show I finally for the first time realized um well really really it was a good reminder you got to train properly cuz you're going to hurt yourself if you don't do it properly cuz I, I was starting to hurt myself doing that challenge. Finished it but uh finished it hurt. Um so then I had to take care of myself and then And then I've just started to slowly ramp things up again as we get ready for this 50 in a few months. Um, last year we do this thing called 80, 20 running. Um, and when we, which means when we run 80% of the time, we keep our heart rate zone low, pretty low. Um, for me, it's like before below 145 beats a minute, which would technically be my zone, top of my zone two is what they call it. Um, And that means I can basically like talk to someone as I'm running, you know, so I'm not like pushing myself super hard where I'm breathing super deeply. It's, you know, like a light jog, a good paced jog, you know, that that I can still talk. Um, And then 20% of the time with all your runs, you're supposed to push yourself uh to um like all-out sprints sort of thing
1: zone four zone five so
0: so that means sprinting it means as hard as you can right
1: basically so yeah the trick is to polarize your training
0: yeah so you go easy to extremely hard and none of that in between yeah you stay out of the middle yeah and uh so we didn't really do that last year. We just stayed in the low zone because we were, we were packing on so many miles. I didn't want to. Yeah. There was no sprinting. I was My mind just came, just get the miles in. just get it done. You know, and so we just never got like faster. We did get
1: our heart rate up like during a lot of our climbs, but we weren't ever like sprinting up the hills. So, yeah, we didn't really get a lot of 20% in.
0: Yeah, I don't know about you, but I got in about 0.5% sprinting out of all my runs. (laughs) Would have been like uh, 99.1% running. But, anyways.
1: So, we're changing that this year. Yes,
0: because we are slow. We are. I I am super slow. Shout out to the
1: slow people. (laughs) Nothing wrong with being slow, we'll get faster.
0: Like, what was yesterday, our average, like, 14, 15-minute miles?
1: Yesterday was a rough day, though, for both of us. Yeah. We were both hurting.
0: So, anyways, so slow. And we want to actually bring our speed up again because we used to be faster.
1: Another reason for doing dead horse.
0: Yeah. And so, 12 hours is going to push us. And so, we have to get – this is making me get my 20% sprints in. Um, because I need to get faster, and that's how you get faster. You get those, you you go from that easy to that hard, and I guess your body somehow adapts. And from <laughs> what people at Body Smart tell me, yeah,
1: J- Jacob knows all the science. And, uh, it. <laughs> and
0: then all of a sudden, when I'm then, you know, if I keep doing that two months, six months, a year down the road. I'm going to be hitting that 145 heartbeat range. But instead of like 13-minute miles, I'll be running 11-minute miles.
1: I'm so proud of you, babe.
0: You know, so that's the goal with this whole kind of training. So I'm actually going to put this to the real test. And I've been sprinting um, and uh, getting that 20% in so that uh, I can get faster because I'm sick of the miles taking me so long to run
1: yeah it honestly like it has kind of gotten to a point where it's like kind of boring like we're ready for some speed work and we're ready to push ourselves and to get faster so we are working on that um is there anything else you want to add with your training this year babe
0: i mean i'm i am trying to get in some cross training some you he know. looks
1: so sexy working out in the living room and he's yeah. doing his weightlifting. Doing my at-home weightlifting
0: <laughs> with the dumbbells. so I definitely need sexy. that because I notice if I don't do that, I start to hurt pretty bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time our training isn't... We're not following the exact same training program. Uh, things have been different for both of us this year. So um, where I'm at in my training right now is I'm not training as much as I'd like to. Uh, it's been a pretty tough year, just a lot of, um, stress happening with, with work and other things. And it's, I haven't managed my stress super well and just haven't been feeling super good. I also got my tonsils out, which was lots of fun. It was lots of fun for Jacob too. And, uh, you know, that me out for a little bit
0: that might have been tougher than running 100 miles
1: (laughs) taking care of a spouse (laughs) that that pain definitely definitely trumped the 100 mile pain (laughs) for sure Uh, but yeah it's it's just kind of been a tough year and I've been kind of sick so I've been able to train as much as I want to right now I'm at about uh, five hours a week of running I'm doing mostly low intensity not quite ready to incorporate high intensity yet but I'm starting to get a little bit in there Um, starting to incorporate more body weight workouts and hopefully some weight training here to keep my body together. I'm really hoping and praying that I'll be ready for Dead Horse. It still is on the docket as of right now so just gonna keep doing the best I can with that. So my plan is to kind of maintain this five hours a week until my body feels good. Then I'll bump it up to six until my body feels good. And then I'll bump it up to seven until my body feels good. And I'll just slowly keep bumping things up and adapting, adding more stimulus, adapting, adding more stimulus, adapting, adding more stimulus. So that's kind of my plan. Um, What Jacob and I have kind of learned works the best for us is we build a workout plan um, kind of based around our A race for the year. And it becomes our tentative plan. And so we try to kind of stick to that, but we focus mainly on listening to our bodies. So if you've listened to the first season, you know how big I am on listening to your body. That's the most important thing. So it's kind of funny. I feel like as we've run more, we've become less and less rigid with our running plan.
0: I've never been rigid with my running plan. No,
1: I guess by we, I mean me. (laughs) But no, actually, know what? I feel like you've become more rigid with it and I've become less rigid with it. I feel like we're starting to like even out and find a middle ground.
0: Yeah, well, I just, I want to make sure I'm ready. Yeah. But uh, I will, I will share one last thought before we wrap things up here. Okay just wanted to share one recent running experience that i had this week and um i've definitely learned uh firsthand so i was out running this past wednesday we're recording on sunday so it's been like four days and i had i rolled my ankle really
1: like Mm. really solid i'm glad you're bringing this up
0: almost went a complete 90 degrees with it you know and even heard a pop in it when I rolled it, so hopefully that's not <laughs> too bad. But, anyways, so rolled it, you know, it was one of those where, like, immediately, you know, I uh, I most of the time I, I'm fine, I you do a little tweak, I, you can still put weight on it, but I was like just hopping at first, you know, because it was it was pretty painful in that immediate contact um but i ended up you know getting a hold of myself let out a few yells of frustration and yeah i didn't even have my phone on me with with that run so i'm like hopefully i can get down this this mountain and and i did and things i started walking it off you know with most rolls and then i was able to lightly jog back um and Now, before I met Melody and before I met the people who work at Body Smart, I would have uh, not run the rest of the week because it was tender. And it was
1: pretty dang swollen.
0: Yeah. And it was swollen. So you don't run, right? That's what the world tells you. You take take it off. Let it heal, right? Mm -hmm. But I was advised by Melody to, and I actually already knew this from all our previous years of talking about it is um if the pain level is below a five then and you think you can get out and even just a walk then get out there and so i went out the next morning i rolled it on the evening and it was tender and it hurt moving up the stairs and it hurt putting my shoes on but you just ran slow the most painful part and i just did like a three and a half mile At first I was just walking and then I'm like, you know, after about a mile and a half, I'm like, I think I might be able to lightly jog on this. Mm -hmm. And it was slow and I lightly jogged on it and turned out okay. And then I, the next day went out again, boom, turned out okay.
1: Not to mention you're all on your feet all day. You've been doing a lot of manual labor Yeah, and I've been
0: on, on my feet and I haven't even worn a brace either. And then yesterday, boom, did 11 and a half miles in it, um, uh so and and it still feels a little bit off mm-hmm. on me that's worries for me for this big race on saturday yeah we'll watch it i'm not a hundred percent but you know i am feeling it get better and i just thought wow you know up till you know a couple of years ago i i and i think a lot of people think this way especially beginning runners like if it hurts, stop, right? You're hurt. You need to rest it. But in reality, what you need to do is you need to move it, but just move it lightly.
1: One reason why- Build it
0: back up, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. One reason why we teach that is because that way it can heal strong instead of heal weak. Does that make sense? Yep. So if you get off of it and let it heal, and it's probably going to take longer for it to heal that way too. By being on it and moving, um, it's going to help bring blood flow to the area, and it's going to help get rid of all the toxins and inflammation, and your muscles are going to pump all of the swelling out of there. Um, and also one thing that I tell my clients is it's you're telling your body like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You can still run. You can still do this. It's kind of like a little kid, you know, when he falls down and scrapes his knee, you go, oh, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You know, like, it's okay. Or, or you like high five him and then he's okay versus, you know, and and he gets better faster versus, oh no, like babying the kid. And then he starts crying and you put the band band-aids on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of a mental thing, too, of like, no, you're fine. It's fine. Like, and obviously, you want to be careful with that. Like, it's not the same if you break your femur in half. You can't just be like, oh, you're fine, and then go run 12 miles on it. Yeah. (laughs) But so so you, you just, it takes practice with your body to learn when it's appropriate to move and when it's not. But I'd say nine times out of 10, it is appropriate to move. Only in rare cases do you just stop moving. So anyways, anything else you'd like to add, babe?
0: No, that's it. Just, I guess, uh, hopefully we'll get on here. Um, we're going to bring you um, at least twice a month, these episodes, bi weekly every, other, bi-weekly, week. every mm-hmm. other week, and there could be more thrown in there as we get people on for interviews and have mm-hmm. our own experiences to share with y'all.
1: Yeah, so thanks for following along, and we will catch you guys next time. If you want help recovering from a running injury, if you want help establishing a running plan, or if you want help becoming a stronger, faster runner, contact me and my partners at BodySmart Mobile Health, located in Ogden, Utah. Go ahead and just send me a message through our Facebook page, Trail to 100.